0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Friday, September twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. I'm Broadway
1: World's Matt Tammanini and I am Broadway stars James Marino.
0: James, have you ever felt that maybe the Senate would be a lot more um, useful in situations like today if they knew how to use Urban Dictionary? Because <laughs> there's uh. a couple things. There's a couple things that I feel like if they just did a little googling. They could see that somebody might have been lying,
1: yeah it was uh it was a tough day for democracy today
0: it yeah it was it was really rough, and what's funny is is i I have to admit that I didn't know these terms beforehand, so I am quite sure that the old people on the Senate uh didn't know them either, but man, I kind of wish I could go back to the days where I didn't know what some of these terms meant.
1: Ignorance is bliss. Yes, and it's not flatulence.
0: and It's not a <laughs> drinking game. Um, speaking of something that I'm hoping will actually be bliss about, oh, probably 48 hours after this episode gets released uh, on Thursday night, and that is the fact that my alma mater, the number four Ohio State Buckeyes, plays your alma mater, huh. the number nine Penn State Nittany Lions, which is not actually a real thing. Um, In football, last year we did a little uh, uh, wager. I got to play Ohio State music on the episode we came back after the game because Ohio State uh, won 39-38 after an epic comeback by one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the Big Ten Conference, JT Barrett. But James, uh, we talked about this very briefly yesterday. We don't have any kind of real terms this year. Do you have anything in mind? I'm going to be in town twice next month so if it needs to be something to to pay off in person either you or i can do that what what are you thinking in terms of an alma mater football bet that nobody else cares about other than us
1: well i tell you i shouldn't say nobody else cares about us a few of our listeners have chimed in and uh, are anxious Mm. to hear what our our take is on the big game on saturday at beaver stadium which uh, beavers don't actually make stadiums but Okay. And, I don't, and, and your mascot's a
0: lion. I still don't understand, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> so let's uh, say that uh, if the Nittany Lions win, you have to buy me some pie.
0: I, I think that's, that's fine. What, um, where is the, you, you'll have to suggest places because I don't really know where good pie is in New York, but I'm sure we can find something.
1: All right. But uh, Magnolia Bakery. Magnolia. Okay. I wonder if Magnolia's got pie. If not pie, then a cupcake from Magnolia. So uh, okay. that'd work.
0: I was going to suggest something like Juniors uh, for cheese because I know oh, how much yeah. you love cheesecake, but uh, pie is good for me. I'm, I'm not a huge cheesecake guy, though. So so something from Magnolia, pie, cupcake. They might even have ice cream. Maybe I can, you know, not yeah. that the High State's going to lose, but uh, I could kind of hit all the, uh, the the your favorite things. Exactly. Uh, so, all right. So we have a bet. When I'm in town, either uh, the ninth through eleventh or the thirty-first through the eighth of November, the loser the, or the the alumnus of the losing team will provide sweet dessert. <laughs> dessert. Okay. I mean, or or a whole meal, you know, because I kind of think that, you know, you don't have to just eat pie for dessert, but whatever.
1: Just desserts. All right. Uh, so first up in the news, uh, the reviews are in for the nap on broadway. Yes, last
0: night the nap opened at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater, thanks to the Manhattan Theater Club. This new play by the playwright behind One Man, Two Governors, Richard Bean, is directed by Daniel Sullivan. Features not only sound design, but original music by Broadway radio friend Lindsey Jones. Starring in the show are Alexandra Billingsley, John Ellison Conley, Johanna Day, and more. The show, which uh, focuses on a kind of a mix of low-level Mafia and the billiards game Snooker in the out country in the UK. Uh, originally played over there and is now on Broadway. And it actually features, James, something I don't think I realized until these reviews. It actually features two live Snooker games with improv um, reactions and dialogue. I think maybe one of the reviews talks about that um, during the show. So that's really interesting to me. Unfortunately, most of the reviews... Not super positive, although I will start with the most positive of them. First up, Matt Winman of AM New York gave the show three out of four stars and wrote, quote, The production, staged with an ear for comic timing and an eye for physical bits by Daniel Sullivan, who is best known for directing contemporary American dramas, is great fun and thick with thick English accents and foul language. Just a few weeks following the death of Neil Simon, it is nice to see an old fashioned, silly but smart non-musical comedy can still find a place on Broadway. Unfortunately, Adam Feldman of Time Out New York was not as entertained or impressed, giving the show just two out of five stars and writing, quote, a sprinkling of cute one liners and two live snooker sequences in the second act with improvised commentary provide moments of relief from the forced plotting and the even more forced romance, which converge in an inane finale. Can the current mania for British imports please take a pause? Not every play is meant to travel. And finally, David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter said, sorry, but American actors can't do regional English accents. OK, maybe Meryl Streep and a handful of others. But too few of the people on stage in The Nap, in which many of the best lines acquire their flavor from colorful Sheffield vernacular. Effortful delivery is just one issue with the wheezy direction of Daniel Sullivan, whose forte is definitely not this kind of snappy, suspenseful comedy in which timing is everything now? I will say, James, we have tried to wait. We are actually recording later than normal. We tried to wait to get as many reviews in as possible. Brantley, and they just seem to came be coming. Out. Oh, Brantley just came out. Here we go, James. Why don't you uh, why don't you read me uh, the big parts of that one?
1: Uh, I can't read that shit. Okay, uh, let <laughs> Send it to you. <laughs> uh, I'll, you scan the first one, I'll read the first paragraph. Um, when you're feeling burned out, fed up, and generally disgusted, like now maybe, <laughs> topical for today, there's nothing more therapeutic than a tickling session at the theater. Relax. It involves no squirmy physical contact. I mean, the sort of tickling administered by a team of master farceters? Farceters? Sure. That sounds like... Uh, here we go. I've got uh, it. Up. Oh. A writer or a performer of farces, a joker or a comedian who frisk you in the state of sustained laughter as involuntary in context as the purr of a kitten at play. It's the noise being artfully coaxed from the audiences by British dramatist Richard Bean and a precision-tooled ensemble of great pretenders at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. Sounds good. Sounds like yeah, he, Brantley liked he, it. He did. He gave it a New York Times critic's pick, or made it one. Um, uh-huh. So,
0: again... A very uh, divergent list of reviews for these plays, but very very similar to what we saw from Bernhardt Hamlet earlier this week when Jesse Green made that show a New York Times Critics' Pick, even though the majority of the other reviews did not like it so much. So uh, there you have it. I mean, it seems like it's one of those uh, shows that some people will like, some people won't. Not many people are buying tickets for it right now, but perhaps a New York Times Critics' Pick recommendation We'll get some more people over to the Freedmen.
1: I'm going to see it on Sunday afternoon, I think. Uh, and so we'll talk about it on Monday and see what, uh, see if I agreed with which side of the fence. Okay. So uh, next up, NBC is going to get wicked next month. We
0: Again. Yeah, uh, this is exciting, James. Uh, earlier this week, the Wicked social media accounts teased something about their 15th anniversary. They had this X V logo where the X on the, or the X was green and the V was white, and then it morphed into that iconic animated image of Glinda and Elphaba. We didn't really know what that was about. Yesterday, we found out because as part of its 15th anniversary celebration, Wicked will broadcast a very special concert on Monday, October 29th, on NBC. A Very Wicked Halloween, celebrating 15 years on Broadway, will air on Monday uh, at the 29th at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time. Check your local listings. The concert will feature songs from the show as well as special guests, including... Hopefully they can work out their differences. Uh, original stars Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel, who will not only perform but they will serve as hosts. Man, that banter is going to be fun. Also performing will be the current company of the show, Pop Princess and Broadway alum Ariana Grande, acapella group Pentatonics, and more to be announced in the coming weeks. Interestingly enough, James, the show will actually air or tape. I'm not sure if it's going to be live or not, but it'll come from the Marquis Theater, not the Gershwin, which is interesting. Um, but it is worth pointing out, James, that NBC is owned by the same parent company as Universal Pictures, which is one of the five named producers of Wicked on Broadway. Mark Platt, who used to run development for Universal Pictures it is one of the is actually the first producer of record on Wicked, will produce the concert as well now James, because Ariana Grande is the reigning biggest name in pop music. The fact that she's a part of this has drawn a lot of people to speculate that perhaps they could use this festivities as a way to announce members of the cast of this apparently upcoming movie. I still find it hard to believe that Ariana Grande is going to be Alphaba, But I mean, people have been speculating crazier things have happened.
1: So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they're using the star power of Ariana Grande and her Broadway roots and the, the wicked money machine that prints in green. And uh, it's good that the Pentatonics are, are going to be in there singing some, I'm assuming, some a cappella five part uh, type of things. So, uh, I wonder which, which song from Wicked will Pentatonics do? What do you think? Um. Will they defy gravity?
0: No, I think they'd leave that. I, I have a feeling we're going to see. I don't know. I don't think they'll do that. I think it might be like dancing through life might be really oh, good yeah. for pentatonics.
1: Yeah. Um, so and then um, we have to throw in the show notes there that uh, that Ariana, uh, Ariana Gandhi photo that I sent you a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> if I can find it. Ariana Gandhi. Yeah, that's good. Ariana Gandhi. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if it if Ariana Gandhi pulls it off and, you know. India's right. a big, big market. Yeah. You know, to, it, is the Wicked ever played India? I wonder. It's got to have, um, it. It right? has
0: played over. I believe it's played like I think they said over a hundred countries. If I can pull up that press release. Um, oh no, it's a winner of over a hundred international awards. It's played over one hundred cities in fourteen countries. Over a hundred countries that seemed preposterous even for my tiny brain. But yes, fourteen <laughs> countries, a hundred cities, um, including Japan, Ireland, Germany, Holland. Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, South Korea, the Philippines, Mexico, Brazil. No mention of uh, the subcontinent, though.
1: No Luxembourg. The Luxembourg production. (laughs) (laughs) We translated into Luxembourgian. (laughs) That's the uh, Prussian version of it. All (laughs) right. So uh, that's exciting. Monday, October 29th, a very wicked Halloween celebrating 15 years on Broadway. Uh, Celebrating 15 years? it's shocking to me because I, I I remember it like it's yesterday when Wicked was out of town and there was lots of talk about oh this is gonna be a disaster it's never gonna make it and here we are, fifteen what? years later and billions of dollars. What what do Ben Brantley and Michael Riedel know anyway? That's right. What do they know? <laughs> hey, they got it wrong on cats too. And Mamma Mia. So uh <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. All right. Uh, Outside of uh, those shows, what else do you recommend? What do we have in the recommendation section?
0: Okay, there's one video and one it, – it's kind of a story, but it, it's so unique. I wanted to put it in the recommendation section. First up, earlier this morning, a the first trailer video from the West End filming of The King and I has been released. Of course, The King and I column from the Palladium will play two nights only in movie theaters across the country on Thursday, November 29th and December 4th. Of course, starring Kelly O'Hara, Ken Watanabe – and Ruthie Ann Miles, this uh, trailer teaser thing is uh, wonderful and glorious. I didn't see it on Broadway, but uh, it just looks so rich and amazing. It was so wonderful. I mean, really emotional to see Ruthie Ann um, uh, in there. And, you know, I think because Kelly is such... You know, a, a presence in our community. Like I think if we if you go a while without listening to her sing, you forget. Like, oh, she's like otherworldly good, and I got that impression again watching this trailer, so we'll have a link in the show notes, but the thing that's really interesting to me, and I've been saving this for a couple days till we had time to talk about it, James, but earlier this week, the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation issued a call for applications from member choreographers for original choreographic pieces. They They are all to be inspired by a letter from SDC founding member, the legendary Agnes DeMille, that was recently discovered in the SDC archives about three years ago when they were moving offices. So here's the setup. In December 1963, DeMille sent a letter to the union for safekeeping explaining that it contained the outline for a new theatrical work. It was actually – she had them separated in two envelopes. Her letter, which doesn't contain the outline, that's in another envelope, um, it, it reads, quote, under separate cover, I am mailing you a manuscript in a sealed envelope. Please file it unopened with a date carefully noted. It is the outline for a play, and I have no means of copywriting except this work way the material is eminently stealable interesting and i'm discussing the matter with people of equal ambitions so how this worked the letter was marked please file unopened and sealed with gold wax and it remains unopened to this day and the union has not actually determined whether in fact they will actually open it or not however they are asking members to submit works based on what they think this might be. 1963 was the year of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Um, the, the The Beatles were hot. Um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, uh, won the Tony for Best musical. Um, <clears throat> 110 in the Shade came out. There were so many things. So to me, this is just so fascinating. And I'm going to... I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about this and, until they actually open the damn thing. But uh, it's super interesting, James. And I'm really interested to see what happens with these pieces that are created by the members.
1: I'm thinking to myself, they got to get Geraldo to open it. <laughs> that's that's like a good— li- uh, live on television, uh, maybe during the Wicked thing. <laughs> oh, know? God, don't let Geraldo anywhere near <laughs> that. Yeah, like Tut's tomb and Hoffa's grave. This seems right— up Geraldo Rivera's alley. Geraldo should open it, and and I mean, what if they open it up and it's and and it's a musical about Alexander Hamilton?
0: <laughs> oh man, that would be very like, I mean, confusing. It, it would be very confusing. It would be like Inception.
1: <laughs> it's like I'm the cor- I'm at the corner of First and First. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, you know. These are, this is a really interesting uh, way in which SS, uh, Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundations, uh, the SDC, uh, are getting out and, and showing the type of work that uh, stage directors and choreographers uh, do. And I'm interested to see this because there's quite a, quite, quite a number of very talented, creative people that can, uh, I, I'm, that can do this. All right, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today?
0: Okay, two really big stories that we'll send you into the weekend with. On Thursday, it was announced that Gina DeWall will be playing Princess Diana in the upcoming musical (sighs) Diana by Joe DiPietro and David Bryan. Fans are likely familiar with DeWall from her turn as Lauren in Kinky Boots on Broadway recently, as Chris in the Carrie revival off-Broadway, and for playing Glenda in the tour of Wicked. James, I'm sure you haven't committed to memory, but this show will have its world premiere at the La Jolla Playhouse from February 19th through March 31st of 2019. And in case you were asking... Yes, she is British, so uh, it works very, very well uh, with that. Um, that other site that sells tickets that will not be named that has like part of my website uh, the name in it has a little 30-second video of her talking about the role. So it's uh, um, really cool, and I'm really excited to see what they do with this because the whole idea behind this of having each of the different characters sing different types of music is uh, is really interesting. But also yesterday – very different but still very big the full lineup of the shows and stars that will be at this Sunday's Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction were now There still will be a total of 59 tables and 84 stars I'm not going to go through everything but we'll have a link in the show notes but you can get opening night tickets to some of the biggest shows from this upcoming season you can get meet and greets uh, with a number of stars from shows you can get original um, hand signed notes from composers and lyricists and writers you can get Signed playbills from some of the biggest stars. It's a fantastic... Uh, event if you are in the area we will have uh, the link with the maps so you can go you can figure out who you want to be in there everybody from uh, John Cariani to um, Lee Young and Patty and BB Newworth, Isaac Powell um, so many other people um, a really great event and hopefully James uh, I know there will be a lot of people from this week on Broadway that will be there on Sunday so hopefully uh, if you see Peter, Michael or James or anybody else say hi
1: yeah. And uh, Sunday, 70 degrees and sunny. So uh, 0% chance of rain. So it's looking to be shaping up to be a wonderful flea market. So uh, get down there if you're in the New York area, check it out. Excellent. All right, Matt, uh, why don't you get us out of here?
0: All right. Thanks for listening to
1: today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bwwmat. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for uh, wrapping up the week with us. On Saturday, uh, Jan Simpson joins us back with her interview with Char White on her Stagecraft uh, podcast. And on Sundays, this week on Broadway, with Michael Portantier and uh, Peter Felicia. And Monday, Pat, uh, Matt and I will be back in your ears. So we'll talk to you then.